As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week for extra credit, we are talking about bad movie endings. <laughs> um, Frank, this is Frank's idea. I kept saying I was going to do any sort of thinking on it and then did not. Um, <laughs> and due to my, you know, pretty subpar memory, I'm mostly just going to be like Greek chorusing Frank. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Oh, but before we get into it, um, I just want to encourage everyone to enter our Love and Monsters drawing. Um, you can email us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. And this is a film starring Dylan O'Brien. Uh, it takes place during the monster apocalypse, seven years in. He's been living underground and he wants to go and reconnect with his ex-girlfriend. So he has to venture out uh, into the great unknown. And we are very, very lucky that um, Paramount Entertainment has blessed us with these free copies that we can then gift to you. And if you don't want to wait to enter the drawing and you just want to rent or buy your own copy, it is currently available on VOD. That's video on demand because I am so... Deeply hip. <laughs> so again, uh, we encourage you to enter the drawing for this PG-13 horror fist. I don't think it's necessarily a horror fist. I think it's more of a, a uh, suspenseful love story. <laughs> at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Now, let's talk about movie endings. Okay, so... Um, one of the original ones that I wanted to talk about was the the French horror film Hot Tension or High Tension, as it is known to us. Okay. Um, this and like this movie 
had me on the edge of my seat for the longest time. Um, and Did what it, it turn is... out to be a dream at the end? No, even worse. Well, kind no! of. No! How could it be worse? <laughs> okay, so, like, there's this one very just suspenseful part where it's... Okay, so the, the setup for this movie is, like, this girl comes over her friend's house and is staying with her family. And, um, like... And then a, a murderer bursts into the like bursts through the door and starts kill, kill, <laughs> killing starts killing the family Yee. and like the, the the suspenseful part that I like, will always remember is she's just like she's in the guest room and like she's trying to like clean it up and like to make it look like there's nobody in it she's like mm-hmm. making the bed and like like cleaning out all the water in the sink and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And how long is this murderer in the house at this point? Uh, a few minutes. Like she's like working. I was very... gonna say I would have to assume she's like kind of making some noise, moving around like that. Yeah. Well, like, well, that's the thing. Um. So this murderer is like also he's like super strong and seems unstoppable and whatnot. Kind of like a Jason, you know. Okay. And then, um, you get to the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And it turns out there was no killer. Okay. It was the it was the friend. It was this like the the young woman we've been following the entire time has been murdering all these people, and like she looks you know like she weighs about a hundred pounds soaking wet, and it's just like and like I remember I think I saw him yeah I saw him in the theater I just remember we're going oh. Like when we all found <laughs> out what had happened, because <laughs> it was all so dumb. It was like such a good movie, and then that happened, and it was because she was in love with her friend and was just like, "I need to kill everyone so we can be together." I'm like, "All right, so that's both both like stupid and vaguely homophobic." I was like, gonna say demonizing of queer people. Cool, great, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck movie? Also, like I thought that France was like pretty chill about that stuff. I don't know. It, it was just like it was so disappointing and just so aggravating. Um so did, did you think of any or am I should I just keep going? Um so I think this wasn't so much that I thought the twist was bad as much as everyone kept talking about mother exclamation point. And I was like, okay, there's got to be a reason. You know, this movie is starring a lot of, like, really big deal movie stars. This was during, like, the height of, like, Jennifer Lawrence's whole thing. And then I saw it and was like, oh, wow, this is, like, super garbage. And I kept being like, well, maybe there's, like, a redeeming factor at the end. You know, I'll just, I'll stick with it. I'm, I'm too far in. I'm too far invested. Maybe it'll get better. Um, I'm not even going to describe what happens. Uh, there is a type of communion scene, and I do not recommend that anyone watch this film because there is a sort of body horror communion scene that happens. And I got up and I was furious and I stomped out of the theater and was like, fuck this movie. And I kept reading reviews trying to see why anybody was talking about this movie. And I really, I just didn't understand it. It's, it was so ham-fisted. So I get like very, very angry when I feel like a movie behaves as if I'm a fucking idiot. And I felt like mother (laughs) exclamation point did that. 
And so I don't, I don't even know how the film ends, honestly, because obviously I walked out and another film. So I, I've talked about uncut gems on this podcast a lot. Um, I know that the Safdie brothers also did good time with, um, Robert Pattinson and I hated that film and it was again a thing where I was like okay I'm dug in I'm gonna finish this film but it just there were just so many terrible things that happened and so few redeeming sort of like actions or arcs that I um walked out again and this time I looked up on Wikipedia like how it ended Apparently it ends with Robert Pattinson like pushing someone out of a window, and I was like, you know what movie? Fuck you! <laughs> like, so mine are more just like I became enraged and actually did not end up watching the end and had to look it up because I I was I I take it very personally when a movie is bad. Like when a movie is has been like foretold to be good and then it's bad, or I feel like a movie is being like offensive to me. Um. Like, I, you know, hot take, I felt this way about the Joker, where initially I was like, oh, all this hype is very stupid, whatever. And then I saw it and was just sort of like, eh. <laughs> well, so I see, was you're... more offended by the um, reboot of uh, Death Wish than I was by the Joker. Oh, yeah. Um... I actually like the twist in the Joker. I don't like the movie as a whole. I think it's sort of like whatever, like feels very, you know, first movie art schooly type stuff. But um, the twist where the the woman he's in love with actually like doesn't care about him at all. I, I liked. Yeah. Cause that's more realistic. Yeah. It, it like tracked with the rest of the film. Um, so I'm going to send a picture um, in the chat that I would like you to look at. Is it going to make me furious? No. Well, it's going to make you confused. <laughs> uh, Usually when I'm confused, I'm angry. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a real Homer Simpson that way. <laughs> I do have to say, I, watching you, like, you know, sort your thread is very soothing. Like, <laughs> Should I do, like, an ASMR, like, YouTube video? <laughs> I mean, there's that whole series of YouTube videos about, like... It was this um, woman who went to, like, she lived in a very tiny Chinese village, mm-hmm. and she went to school. And, oh, like, you sent me these, right? Like, she does, it's her and, like, water, right? Why, do, yeah. why am I thinking about water? Well, the, yeah, well, it's just, like, she she went to, sc- went to the city, she hated it, and moved back, and then, like, she set up all these cameras to show, like, what she does all day. And, mm-hmm. like, making, like, peaches and whatnot. Or not mm-hmm. making peaches, but growing peaches and making them <laughs> into things. And it's just, like, it's so... She conjures so- peaches out of thin air. It's so soothing. So did you look at the picture? Oh, wait. Um, let me go to the chat. I might actually accidentally, like, take pictures of you and stuff. I don't... It's not in the chat. Oh, did I, did I have to hit enter or something? There it is. There it should be. What's this? <laughs> Who's this guy? So that is Spencer Reed from Bionic Commando. The what reboot. is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a reboot of an NES game. And yeah. in Bionic Commando, you're like one man who has to go stop an army of terrorists or some other stupid thing. And you had to go find your missing wife. Well, guess what the twist is? Guess where his wife is? He is his wife. 
Close. That would be um, a good twist. Never mind. <laughs> the soul of his wife is in his bionic arm. Stop it. What? How did that? Frank, you're just saying words now. <laughs> these don't make these words don't make any sense. That reminded me of another movie where I hated the end. <laughs> okay, good. But yeah, like everybody made so much fucking fun of the end of that movie and like just how bad the game is was. He, like, okay, I'm gonna X out this dumb photo and go back to you. Um is he just like holding up his he's like, baby, I love you so much. Like well, he, talking into his arm? That would make the game so much I miss better. You so much. <laughs> like, no, he has constant hallucinations of her, and the whole stupid thing is that they're like like it the the arm needs to be familiar with the user for them to interface. I'm like, you could not have done this any dumber. <laughs> yeah, that makes like zero sense. Um, a movie I'm going to say that I think got some pushback on the twist, but I kind of loved it because I felt like this movie was like, we know what we are and we're just going to lean into it, was Bloodshot. Like, (laughs) the uh, spoiler alert for Bloodshot, I think the most recent film we've talked about so far in this episode. Um, Vin Diesel is like a, a super assassin slash mercenary and it, we see him, like, murk a bunch of dudes, and then it turns out that um, basically, like, deep fake videos have been implanted in his brain to make him believe that he needs to take these people out and that they're terrorists. Um, and so what ends up happening is he has to fight against this, and the woman that has been used as, like, his deep fake wife in these... Um, created memories he goes to her house and is like you know i've been separated for from you for five years but i'm back now and she's like oh hey uh we like super broke up like i'm married like this is we were never i was never like kidnapped or murdered or any of that i just like live with my husband in our like house (laughs) and so (laughs) you know um then it gets like really crazy because like Vin Diesel has all these nanobites in his blood and it's like it it was the last movie I saw in the theaters before the quarantine started and I was like I'm so and I might have talked about this in the podcast I'm so happy that this like this perfect schlocky action film was the last movie I saw in theaters (laughs) the last one I saw was Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) <laughs> also a good film I mean the the same sentence could be addressed to it <laughs> um alright and then like the other biggest dumb twist well actually you, you talking about the Robert Pattinson good time movie remind me of another dumb twist ending that I remember do you remember the- oh sorry <laughs> when I made that noise mom startled <laughs> <laughs> um do you think <gasps> Do you know what I'm about to say? Uh, the That Remember Me movie. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what I was going to say. Where it's just, okay, it's another one of those stupid movies where it's just like, this guy is super violent and drunk all the time. I can change him. And then he like, and the like coincidence of all coincidences takes place. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to go back to my job in the World Trade Center on 9-11. And I'm just 2001. like, and I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, I, I like I remember watching that movie and be like, 
holy shit, this is offensive to everyone. <laughs> like, so let's break it down for our pets. Do you think he was just like, oh my God, give me any role that is not Edward Cullen. <laughs> do you think he was presented with like a different plot twist? Like, how do you think... It could, because it seems like he's so principled now, right? Like, he he seems like a very stubborn and obstinate actor, which he gets to be because he's incredibly talented and very dedicated. I mean, we, you and I have both um, sort of rained adulation down on the lighthouse, but how does someone like him end up in a movie like that? <laughs> contracts, baby, contracts. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, sort of shade Robert Pattinson, because, again, I, I really do love watching him in things. Good times excluded. I don't feel like that's his fault. I feel like that's the Safdie brothers sort of finding their lane. Um, But. Yeah, that seems like the kind of movie who would be an actor you would be more likely to see in that kind of film. I mean, if, probably if, Miles Tellier. Yeah, like, because <laughs> like he is a huge jerk in that movie. Like, Arpats. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and that's what makes it all so much more inexplicable that it happens at all. Like, okay, well, just well, sort of like why? Well, well, this isn't he like in recovery by the end of that movie? By the end of Remember Me. I think that's the thing. So, like, the woman, I guess, finally gets sick of his shit. And he's like, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. And then we watch him die. Which is just, like, what does that say about a protagonist that wants to, like, improve himself? That he then, once he does make the dedication to, like, being in recovery and, you know, sort of walking back from his previous, you know, fuck-ups. That they're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he he just needs to die. Bye. <laughs> well, that's actually why I like the book version of Doctor Sleep better than the movie version. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler spoilers for Doctor Sleep, obviously. Well, because in that movie, movie was like three hours long, and I saw it, and I don't remember any of it well, except it, that the part in the hotel took forever. <laughs> well, the thing is with it. So, uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Sleep is a sequel to The Shining. Um, Danny uh, is an al- a recovering alcoholic. And he, like, there's psychic... Played by va- Ewan McGregor. Yeah, there's psychic vampires played by um, Rebecca Ferguson. And they're hunting this little girl named Abra. And, like, basically the confrontation leads everyone back to the Overlook Hotel. Um, also, it- there's a death cat. Yeah. Um, well, he, he gets... Uh, Danny gets his name, Dr. Sleep, from being able to help people kind of die peacefully and gently. Um, and he works in a, a hospice place or a nursing home. Like um, a long-term care facility that provides hospice. Yeah. Um, and he's now a recovering alcoholic. In the movie, he um, lets the boiler overheat and the overall hotel explodes killing him. He sacrifices himself to save the little girl. Um, I like him finding his peace, but I'm also just like, he he worked so hard to get his life back. In the in the book, though, he like, the Overlook Hotel is just, you know, a shattered place because it blew up in the, in the shiny novel. And they defeat the vampire in his last moments or helping this other guy who he didn't like move on. 
And I'm like, yeah, like he earned his happy ending of just <laughs> living a life like free of his addictions. <laughs> so, um, but that's but <laughs> saying how did people get stuck in this <laughs> made me think about the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> and the utter despair that John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins had when they were <laughs> filming that movie. I, I talk about it here, but I think it needs to be its own episode. <laughs> yes. Um, um, also, I was going to say, you and my, not you and McGregor, uh, Ethan Hawke was on Jesus and Marrow last week or the week before, and they were asking him, and I'm not sure if this was like a publicist-approved question or what, but they were asking him, they were like, dude, like, you know, when you sign on to do a movie that you're like, oh, this is kind of trash, like, how do you kind of, like, come to terms with that for yourself? And Ethan Hawke said um, it was similar to at the end of Charlotte's Web, where, you know, Charlotte has um, been conveying, like, different messages through uh, words in the web, and he said, and the last word is humble. So, like, you know, there were times where I had to pay the rent, and I was going to be in some, you know, big heap of trash, and I would just write humble on my script and go ahead and get through it and hope that the next thing would be better. And I thought that was, like, so great, because I feel like we hear a ton about like integrity and success and like you know you're not compromising and sometimes that's just not realistic because we live in a capitalist society and sometimes we live in a society frank (laughs) you just gotta pay the fucking electric bill and you have to eat shit and it sucks and you're not feeling great about it but it is what it is and it's 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 a way to get to the next thing. And I thought I thought it was really cool that a movie star slash Broadway actor slash director slash whatever else you want to call him could just be like, yeah, I've been in some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it was happening. And I don't consider myself a sellout because sometimes you just got to pay the bills. <laughs> well, I, I do feel like that's an important message that we should like... I, I know probably a lot of our our younger listeners don't need to be told, but, like, this is why you should just be nice to people who are, um, like, you know, in service industry jobs. Like, sometimes they just gotta pay, like, you gotta pay the bills, and, like, it's not worth it to make anybody's life miserable if they're doing a job for you. Yeah, and, like, call center people, everyone that's providing a service and probably getting not a whole fuck lot more than minimum wage. But I don't, I don't know how we got so sage-like after, you know, just complaining about movie endings. <laughs> well, I mean, because we're, 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 we've been punching up the whole episode, and, like, now is not the time to start punching down. Like, <laughs> oh, truly. But uh, is there anything else you would like to add about bad movie endings? <laughs> um, I would like to talk about the ending to the movie Serenity, not the one based off of Firefly, the Matthew McConaughey vehicle. Um, Yeah, it's Matthew McConaughey. So it's funny because when I saw this movie, I was like, wow, this movie makes no sense. It's really wild. Um, I was so lost during viewing it. And I almost, unless I'm worried that like a kitty or dog is going to get her. I never, ever Wikipedia a plot while in a film, but I had to because I didn't understand why this movie was so weird. Because I was like, it doesn't feel like an art film. It's Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway just sort of like wandering around this pretty island. 
Um, <clears throat> so, spoiler alerts for Serenity. Um, but I feel like it's been discussed a lot, like, <laughs> in other media. It turns out <laughs> that Matthew McConaughey's life is all a figment of his son's imagination, and he died in the Iraq War. Why is that important? Not why is service important, but why did this character have to have fought in the Iraq War? I don't know. Um, And then in the end, his son, who created this video game, Simulacra, that Matthew McConaughey lives in, murders his abusive stepfather. Um, So there's a lot happening (laughs) in that film. A lot of it is unearned. And um, yeah, but so, okay, but I will put the caveat that if you want to watch a completely bonkers film where you're just like, (laughs) why, the whole time, I recommend Serenity. Any of the other films I named, I would not recommend it. And the last one I was going to complain about was Border, which is a movie about trolls. <laughs> and not cutesy trolls. These are like bad-spirited trolls that are getting revenge on the human race. And there is like a weird child trafficking subplot in it. And I hated it. And it was another one of those movies where I left the theater and was very angry. <laughs> Ranty. <laughs> one would say <laughs> and um, it was a a movie pass uh produced film it, why if, <laughs> if you want to watch a good troll movie um i would highly recommend the movie troll hunter um, <laughs> have, have you ever seen that movie Susie? No, for some reason i thought you were gonna talk about leprechauns in space or no. leprechaun in space <laughs> I, um, my, my viewing of the Leprechaun movies ended at Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, <laughs> Barbie face. Um, Troll Hunter is like, it's one of those, you know, found footage movies. So if you, you know, get nauseated by shaky cam, do not watch it. But, um, it's like this group of college students are like investigating some strange happenings. And they stumble across this old, like, middle-aged dude who's, like, on the edge of retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a, um, I want to say, not Swedish, maybe a Norwegian film. One mm-hmm. of the uh, Eastern European countries, excuse me. Um, and he's just like, trolls are real, and I hunt them. And that okay. is my job. And they're, like, the, all the movies just them hanging out with him uh-huh. as he fights trolls. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> he's just old and tired and this is just his day job there's no like the trolls are going to take over the world it's like like it's like no they're just a nuisance i gotta take care of them like, do you know who i would like uh play to see play that role willem dafoe michael rooker <laughs> like very much it's like a, a michael rooker appreciation space well i i do feel like michael rooker would bring kind of too much emotion to this guy because like this guy is like, too much gravitas like well this guy just he's just so tired <laughs> like he's just so over <laughs> everything having to do with these stupid trolls and like they... <laughs> wait so are the trolls like a nuisance or bothersome or are they really endangering the world they're 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 a nuisance to like farm animals and to people um <laughs> And, like, Why is there an entire plot line like focused around the men? I I mean it, it, it <laughs> you know it's talking about like it it definitely has like environmental uh environmentalist like leanings toward in it of just like 
This is what so wait, actually are the trolls like anti-environmental? No, like the the, the you know part of the message is no, just. No, I don't like, know. I don't understand. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like it, part of the message is that like you know man's encroachment on nature has brought these things out. That kind oh, of thing. Oh, so yeah, the but, trolls are caused because we are the disease, basically. <laughs> yeah, but like you know we have to kill the trolls because that's what we do. Um, they, but they also bring up like you know the old thing like oh trolls can smell the blood of a of a Christian man and he's like are any do any of you believe in God like and they're like no none of us do we're all atheists he's like, all right cool you can come with me then and at one point one of their crew gets killed and they like bring on a replacement and she's like I'm a Muslim and the, they ask the like the old dude like is is Muslim okay and he just goes I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like um. Because why would it be Christian in general? Is it, like, someone that believes in, like, a non-pagan god? Is that what trolls are upset about? Well, it's just the, like, it's just, you know, that's the, it's the what old... What if fo- I only worship Zeus? Are the trolls okay with that? Probably. I think it's just the problem with the Christian god. <laughs> so the tro- <laughs> are the trolls... The trolls are, like, super upset about the interpretation of the King James Bible. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, They're like, do not use the Bible to fight your words. We, the trolls, do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, the Son of Christ would not fuck with this. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, as I said that, I realized that's probably semi-offensive, and I apologize, and we're going to end this episode before I say more <laughs> offensive things. So, <laughs> again, um... If you would like to um, enter the drawing for Love and Monsters, you can write us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. And until next week, I am Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. Team, Team Coda. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.